podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Why are there no knock-knock jokes about America? Why, Nate? Freedom... Oh, sorry, I've ruined it. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Oh, we've got a joke shunt. At least it didn't ruin the punchline. Do you want me to go again? I'm going to go again. Why are there no punchlines about America, Lawrence? Why are there no punchlines? There's no knock-knock jokes. Oh, shit. I've, I've fucked up now. Right, we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go again. I'll just start again. That was unexpected, lads. I've never had a heckler. Really sorry. No, it's alright. It's quite funny. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Right, I've got to get it right now. Why are there no knock knock jokes about America? Because freedom rings. <laughs> a little July the Fourth joke. A little bit late there for our American listeners. <laughs> Very late, actually. Very late, but you know, we didn't. Really? We didn't do. We didn't do a an episode. Well, we did one just before, but the I, only found, I, I only heard the joke after July Fourth, <laughs> so that's why I did it after. Facts. I am. Um, I, I, I'm sensing quite a lukewarm <laughs> response to that. I've got to say, which I'm surprised about. I think because you've set the bar quite high of late, Nate. Yeah. Um, I get you. I hear you. Before you're gonna, before yeah. we get this meet this this lukewarm review. Should we just shall I, shall I just cut straight to the chase and give you a number? Please do. Put you out your misery. Yeah. A five. That's harsh. But that is because of the high bar that I have set. So <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> really? It's your own fault. Yeah. It's just excellence. You know, I'm just constantly striving for it. And sometimes you fall short of your own excellence. That's what you're saying, isn't it? Something else. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is that right? <laughs> Please say something. Uh, well, to be fair, we'll find out uh, from the Twitter again if uh, anyone else rated it higher. Because remember I said last week I was going to get people to score it and see if it matches with Barreto. Barreto, what did you give last week? Was last week's an eight? An eight. Yeah. So uh, we did get a few people score it for us. We had Formula Chad who said they'd give it an eight and a half out of ten. Strong. From the Chad. Would steal and use as my own. So fair. Um. Stianor, Stianor, uh, I'm not sure where they're from. Uh, they said seven out of ten for the joke, ten out of ten for the Gasly comment. Ah, uh, and so levels out at 8.5. So, there you go. And said, <laughs> PS, yes, insufferable, which is to do with football, and we'll get to that soon. And one other one was Linny B, 10 out of 10 for the joke for me. Fresh Prince was my show back in the day. Bravo. Whoa. Bravo, Nate. So it was, his, it was their show. That's amazing. Yeah. So show. We're speaking to people. We're reaching people on an emotional level. That's what these jokes are all about, guys. Welcome to The Pad Hot, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretto, senior writer at F1.com. And I'm Chris Bedland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN.com. And our eagle-eared listeners are about to find out that Nate Saunders of ESPN has a much better microphone than he did when we started this podcast because we're technical geniuses. Genii. It's the same, <laughs> it's the same microphone. So I've borrowed it from my housemate, Ian Harries, uh, who does a podcast which I'm going to give a shout-out to called The Podcast Nobody Asked For where they review movies. Uh, and I, in the process of moving to Reading, took my microphone to my new flat. Then I came back to 
help everybody move out of this place. And then I didn't bring the microphone back, which was a big disaster. And uh, I couldn't work out how to use the microphone properly. So um, that and more on next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> on all good pad, uh, pad, 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 padlock <laughs> podcast platforms. Come on, Nick, pull it together. Please. Yeah, please do. Anyway, I'm going to not talk for a little bit. You guys can salvage this episode. Well, you do need you do need to put it together because uh, we had a tweet two days ago that was from um, Megan Maguire, Harry Maguire relation, I'm sure, um, <laughs> that says, feeling great anticipation for today's The Pad Hoc, the dad jokes, the insider analysis, you gents are great. I owe you all a real podcast review. Cheers. Keep it up. Firstly, still waiting on a real podcast review, <laughs> but we'll get there, I'm sure. Secondly, the dad jokes. I mean, that's what Nate's here for. That's that's literally what I'm here for. Not just in the podcast. I feel like that's like my whole mo. Yeah, and then and then the third part is the insider analysis, which Brett is here for. I'm trying to work out where I am. I guess it's the editing. Um, but <laughs> no, it's the great chat. Yeah. Yeah. You're always there, Meadows. Three's a crowd. You're the you make <laughs> you complete make the crowd. <laughs> uh, yeah, we apologise that you had to wait a few extra days, but there was a, a lot going on this week. We were busy, we were working, then there was football, and mm. now here we are. Being in football. <laughs> we can talk about football a little bit, can't we? We can briefly mention the football. I mean, we that... might not get to talk about it for another 60 years, so we might as well make the most of it, right? Well, surely on the next episode, we're going to reference it. Whatever. I think we're just going to keep referencing it if we win. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I will. Yeah. So true. I don't, I'm not, I'm not getting into any pact with you guys where I don't mention it. I feel like that's unnatural. Um, but yeah. I think we did. We probably dwelled on it a little too long last time. Um, but also, it is coming home, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's fair. So I'm actually doing an interview on WGR 550, which is, I think, Buffalo-based uh, radio. And they want to talk about the Formula One season. So this will be Friday at Goodwood, when I'll be at Goodwood. Goodwood. Um, Goodwood. And they want to talk about uh, the football as well at some point, because they're like, you've got a pretty big game on Sunday, haven't you? And you're in the UK. So I was like, hells yeah. So it's not just, it's, it's what people want. They want to talk about football as well because, because it's coming home. Far and wide, as far and wide as Buffalo. <laughs> they will probably ask what the heck we mean by his coming home. But um, yeah, we've been there. We've done that. Barreto, did you manage to watch the game with anybody or did you have to watch it on your own? Uh, I did manage to watch the game with my girlfriend. So that was okay. Yeah. So, um, I know I've got a couple more days for until I've been released, but this, of course, guys, will be the last time I will have to do quarantine after the regulations have changed. Whereby, because I am double jabbed, I'll be able to come in from Amber countries out, um, quarantining, which I know, looking at Nate's face, doesn't sound like exciting chat, but for me, this gains like five days of my life back. The reason I was looking like that. Is because I was going to make the joke that once we're all double jabbed, we could rename this podcast the Double Jab Hawk, <laughs> <laughs> which is so bad that I re- I thought about it, then realised how bad it was, then laughed at that and thought I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> so, you know, Meadows is uh, Meadows is stunned. Yeah, this this face is not impressed. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I think I think this week's review is a good one. So when that comes up, hopefully that redeems me a little bit. But that was low. I feel like that was a. Two out of ten. But talking about reviews, I feel like we should go to the moment we've all been waiting for, really. The next oh, yeah, we can second do. review. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here's the review of the Austrian Grand Prix. 
held in Austria, in Austria's Red Bull Ring, in <laughs> Austria. <clears throat> Verstappen, who Poland, Bottas should have been third, Norris should have been second, Hamilton getting a little grouchy. In fifth place, we had sweet Carlos Sainz, na na na. You know the rest. Perez, a bit aggressive. Ricardo, getting better. Leclerc was angry with Perez. In ninth position, we love you, Pierre Gasly. Fernando Alonso was tenth, and he was a bad, bad, bad guy. A meanie stealing a point from George Russell, the unluckiest man in the world. Yuki Tsunoda, <laughs> Lance Stroll, and Giovinazzi don't really know much about their races. Kimi. Had a weird crash with Vettel. Uh, Latifi likes Nutella. Vettel had the weird crash with uh, with Kimi. Schumacher and Mazepin were there. They were racing. They were on the track. That's confirmed. And Ocon uh, hasn't done a lot since that new contract. Um, but I tell you, who has done a lot this week, and that's the England national team. It's coming home, and that's the end of the review. <laughs> <laughs> wow, love that. Latifi likes Nutella. That is true. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's no there's no lies there. No, <laughs> no, that was all. That was all facts. Well, yeah, it was fact based, fact and opinion based. Some facts. Uh, I enjoyed I, that you used a large section of that sixty seconds to talk about the football date. I've got a lot of time for that. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I had a bit of time left over, so I was very conscientious. I like to use the whole sixty. Don't want to waste time. And I, in, I'm under no illusions where the race took place as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I like Austria. That. You yeah. just got to hammer it home, mate. Gotta people get might hear there. Austrian Grand Prix and think, you know, they might hear and think, I did it. That was it Australia or Austria. But I left them under no doubt that it was Austria <laughs> of Europe, formerly, um, I, I don't know what it was. Gonna oh, say. you've had to go down like, the history of well, what caused World War One, basically. Yeah, but well, then I was like, I can't remember, you know, it's Austria Hungary for a bit. And uh, basically, I just don't know my history that well of that, of that part of the world. But you so, do yeah. know your history pretty well, don't you? You're a, didn't you? I like, I like to think I do, but I think I've just stumped myself. So, didn't you study history? I did. <laughs> I did at university. Just in life? Uh, no, uh, yeah, I did at uh, uh, university. Three years of it. Um, I can uh, tell you about all the U.S. presidents. Uh, some of them got shot. Some of them didn't. Um, <laughs> wow. That's that's about it. <laughs> uh, that's the kind of detail I'm after, Nate. Yeah, I mean the books. The books in the works. So. Watch this space. It's called American President's Pursuit of Greatness. <laughs> <laughs> Which, for anyone who doesn't understand that, is the name of Nate's amazing Daniel Ricardo book. Yeah, that although that's out. obviously called Daniel Ricardo, not American Presidents. That would have been weird. If that was true. about Ricardo. But it, it also came out uh, one day before he announced his move to Renault, and therefore was out of date after twenty five hours. Yeah, but yeah, I'm glad you you've you've increased it to twenty five hours to be kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's probably less than twenty four hours, but. Um, yeah, but we, life goes on. Um, what did everyone think of Austria? Last race for triple header, Laz. Were you were you knackered at the end of that? Um, I was pretty ready to come home. I think um, as great as Austria is as a country and as a great track as well, um, I think triple headers are are, are tough. Um, and I think if maybe if the race has gone different ways, so it wasn't just a max triple. And there was more of a buzz towards the end and we felt like there was a chance Mercedes might come back. I think people would have felt differently, but I think it became quite clear quite early that Red Bull and, and, and Max are in the ascendancy now. And so uh, they weren't the finest Austrian Grand Prix. Um, there were some good fights in the midfield, I thought. Um, and there's stories, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm getting myself lost in this chat now, but um 
That's we're fantastic. going silver. I'm, I'm enjoying it, lads. I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm on tenterhooks. Where's it going with it? What's going to be next? I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about Silverstone. Um, and I suppose let's just leave it there. Great. Thanks. See you next week. <laughs> uh, now, let's get to the controversial stuff, shall we? Let's talk. This isn't even on your little run plan that you've done. I'll chat some nice things. We'll talk about. Well, hang on. If it hasn't been approved, then little run plan. (laughs) I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that from from Meadows. So that was very. That was that was incredibly insulting. It was pretty brutal, wasn't it? It was. Especially because he 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 didn't he didn't fill in the bits that he had to for on the run plan either. So he didn't even read the run plan. I don't think beforehand. Yeah. Although I I, I'm not sure if I did. So (laughs) (laughs) so my bad. Yeah. Okay. Just, just be rest assured, Nate, that you are included. We said Nate should be there too. Yay! But the controversial bits: Lando Norris versus uh, Sergio Perez. Penalty or no penalty? No, no penalty. penalty. I see. Ah, we have a pad hoc disagreement. <gasps> yeah, I know you're well, a big for it. Yeah. Well, big. No, like, no. I just understood why it was one, and kind of was like, yeah, fair enough. First time an Englishman's wanted a penalty ever. Am I right? Um, against yeah, I, against the Englishman as well, which yeah, because we always get accused of if you're English, automatically that makes you hugely biased one way or another. Um, yeah, and yeah, different people level at you for different reasons, but yeah, just for being English. What so obviously the stewards uh, agreed with you, Meadows, but um, I found it's 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 a tricky one. I think what Norris said about Perez is true. Like if you do that in the junior categories and you, you know that going around the outside, you're the one taking the risk and you know that if you put it out there and you spin, that's on you. Um, and I kind of, I get a bit frustrated hearing the, like, it's like, Oh, he had a nose ahead of him. Like, and I know that that's, you know, when he's alongside is that what, but you, you could get a car alongside and ahead of another car. It doesn't mean that you have the right to be in front of that car. You know what I mean? Like you could outbreak somebody and just be ahead of them, but be out of control of your car or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like that that argument but, is a little bit. But if yeah, if Perez was out of control of his car, he would have ended up crashing, and he didn't. He was making the corner, and mm. he got he when they went into the braking zone, he was already ahead. This is the weird thing, right? Because of the Leclerc Perez one. Yeah, I, I just think it doesn't entitle him to. It's just to be ahead. Like it's not, like, but it's not. It's not saying let him go. It's saying you can't push him off the track. You you have to leave the space of another car's width. That's all. Yeah, just true. like as if you're on a going on a straight line. Like he because the the thing that really annoyed me that I that I've just like clarified before we come back to how you're going to tell me I'm wrong. But <laughs> loads of people were saying like, oh, then they can't. You know, you're saying that they can't race. It's like no, it's the opposite. You're telling people they can't race if you don't give a penalty for that because all every driver then does. It parks it on the inside. They, they, they come out of the turn three. They go to the inside on the run to turn four because they know no one's allowed to overtake around the outside. And then the car that's following that has to go to the outside has to just leave it because they're like, well, they're just going to drive me into the gravel and, I'm, and, and they won't get a penalty for that. So every driver just parks the car on the inside and there's no overtaking. There's no racing because they're not going to leave the inside open because they know that then they're going to get shoved off. You have to kind of leave it as a battle between the two cars through the corner and Lando, I thought, then forced one driver off the track and therefore it was a penalty. And it was only five seconds. It's the smallest one they can give. Mm. It cost Perez a lot more than that. So I kind of thought that was fair for the five-second penalty. It was like, yeah, you crossed the line slightly there, so you get a bit of time added. Well, I thought Perez got punished for the like the risky move. You know, like I like that he went for it and that it didn't work. But the, the difference with... And it was good that we then got Perez on uh, Leclerc later because that one, they did touch and Perez did knock him. So I think that's the difference to me. 
is I know you, I think that Norris was probably right on the line of what because you know they they did nearly touch, but the fact that he kind of I think he was a bit there was a good like side by side comparison of those two incidents, and Perez was clearly a lot further over, and then did make contact with Leclerc. So what he did there did like it was him driving into Leclerc. Yeah, that one that one was quite interesting because so with Perez and Norris, Perez is ahead of Norris heading towards the corner before they even hit the brakes because of the slipstream he's had and has got a good kind of position then to make that move stick, which is why I feel like he's entitled to at least have a car's width there. Doesn't mean he's going to keep it. If, if Lando gets a better drive on the exit um, or, you know, that's a quick car in a straight line. So he'll probably be able to stay alongside on the exit of the corner and might have been able to then hold on around the outside of the next corner because, again, Perez would have been entitled, would have been having to give him a car's width as well. So you get a nice battle if you let that happen. But the Leclerc one, Leclerc wasn't actually alongside Perez before the braking zone. He outbraked him into the braking zone, which is really good. But that kind of, to me, was more of a risky like lunge that then caught Perez out. But in doing that, it was actually very good from Leclerc. And because Perez was caught out, he then had braked too late himself and hit Leclerc and made an error. So yeah, that's why I was like, that's fair enough to penalty too. But going into the corner like Norris knew exactly where Perez was and that he was behind him heading into the braking zone and he just kind of went right if I get my little my wheels level I can just drive him off the circuit because Perez would have made the corner it's not that Perez Perez ended up in the gravel because he avoided contact he got driven out of space uh, if, if he stayed on the track on the outside him and Norris collide and they both end up out of the race which is stupid so I, that's, that's the thing I don't understand <laughs> and that's a much bigger yeah. penalty for everyone and I wonder if that happened surely the stewards were going to give Norris an even bigger penalty because mm-hmm. he's caused an accident based on that, because Perez is just holding his line. But Perez avoiding it, people say, was him taking a risk. It's like, no, he was being fair. But um, don't we praise people like Senna for driving like that, for basically saying that you had a choice with Senna of you'd go into a corner with him and he would put his car in a position where if you wanted to pass him, your option was you two would either touch and you'd crash or you just didn't pass him. And Senna's kind of revered for doing that. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, don't people listening. I'm not saying Norris is Senna or anything like that, but I'm saying like, as a, as a, it seems like there's different, um, like opinions of racing. And again, it's silly. Cause it's like you said earlier, this is just a five second penalty we're talking about, but I think there's like a deeper thing here of kind of let them race, which I agree with. And I think that it was a shame as well, because for most people watching, they like, I had loaded texts from people doing that race being like, why did, why did Lando get a penalty for that? It seemed like, because they didn't touch. And for most people watching a race, they'd be like, well, if they didn't touch, what's the issue? And now Norris put his car in that kind of zone that you would say someone like Senna would used to put his car in where it'd be like, you're not getting past me. And Max does it a lot as well. And I think Max has learned how to find that line between being too risky and risky enough where like Hamilton and Imola, for example, like the, the, I know there was light contact there, but, Verstappen was like, you're not getting past me. You either back out or you can go straight over the curbs like Hamilton did and nearly damaged his car. And I quite like that about Verstappen. And if there's penalties that start coming in for that, I don't know. I feel like it just kind of it becomes a bit it becomes a bit of a shame. But maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm going too deep into it. I don't know. No, I, th- I think so. I think most people seem to agree with you. I was I was because I just gave my take on it when I first saw it, and then I kind of stood by it the more replays I saw and stuff. But cu- quite too, clearly it was in the minority. Now. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I was like, but then. Also, it's like you just said about let them race. And to me, I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm worried that that if people don't penalize that, you're stopping them racing. You're telling them that overtaking around the outside is not allowed, especially when you've got, I get it if it was just like Checo's nose was just there and he was like hanging out, trying to get Norris penalized and and it was never going to make an overtake, but he got most of the move done. He was around the outside. He was, he was head going into the corner. He was still alongside on the like exit and then he gets shoved off the track. And if you let that happen, 
then everyone stops trying to overtake around the outside, which means everyone knows to defend the inside, which means no overtaking happens. So I'm to me, I'm actually arguing giving a penalty was the way of saying, yes, we want you to race. We want drivers to try that move around the outside. We want them to take those risks. Uh, and we want the guy on the inside, if he's if he doesn't have the high ground, he has to leave space for the other guy to race him rather than just force him off the track and not race. So, yeah, that was my take on it. But. What was Fernando Alonso's quote? All the time you have to leave it a space. <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the right answer. Yeah, some people did say that as well. But, um, Bretto, you're just nodding along. Yeah, so I this became like... like a two-man <laughs> Well, I feel like he's signing, like he's just agreeing with everything you said so far, mate. Um, I mean, you may both make very good points um, on both sides. And um, I don't think there's a right answer here. I'm going to sit firmly on the fence. Get off. Come and choose a side. I, uh, <laughs> I, do, like, I do like your point, Meadows, about how we don't want to discourage racing and attacking. But then I also think that Checo probably had a significant pace advantage over Lando. And if he didn't pass him then, probably would have passed him at another point slightly later in the race, maybe when DRS was available and stuff. So I wonder whether then it comes down to decision-making of what's best to do, and rightly or wrongly, whether, <clears throat> whether Checo was okay to make that move and Lando squeezed him. If Checo just waited another lap, he probably would have got P2 in that race. Rebel would have got a one-two. And so I think that I'm that's the part that I'm slightly more interested in is is Checo's mindset, maybe, and how desperate he was to get past Lando. Did he genuinely think he was that much of a threat that he had to do it on lap one? Um, and if he did, does that suggest that he's not quite comfortable yet with that car and he isn't getting as much as everyone's thinking he is? And because really, I, I don't see how Red Bull didn't get a one-two in that race, and and it was that wasn't probably not the wisest the wisest thing. I remember Lando was saying in that that morning, he wasn't expecting to get a podium that day. So, um, surely if he's thinking that, the the two Red Bulls and the two Mercs probably thought at some point they were going to get past Lando anyway. So I just I think it's more the decision making at that moment in time that interests me, and I don't think that was the right decision. That, so that's a good point because also, so it wasn't a lot of people were saying like, oh, it's at the start of the race, you got to let them race, but it was actually lap four. It's because we'd had the start and then we'd had the safety car and it was on the safety car restart. And Checo tried it running outside of turn one on Lando and Lando pushed him off there too. And because there was runoff, Lando got away with that because it didn't ruin Checo's race. And Checo came back on and slotted in behind him. But I wonder if that actually annoyed Perez that he was a bit like, I could have got by straight away and, and you've just forced me off the track. So I'm going to come by here instead. Um, potentially could have been something to do with it Norris was damn quick in a straight line as well and he would have seen that so maybe he thought oh this is going to get tougher but you'd have thought like you say once DRS is activated he'd have had it a bit easier so it's a bit strange and I, yeah and also it's interesting how Checo then reacted because I think he was quite open in that the way he raced Charles for those two instances was not the right way he he was quite openly admitting that he made a mistake but it's kind of pointing to what you just said he probably red mist descended and it kind of built and built and built and built and built and then the race unraveled and stuff. So um, I think those second two incidences, incidents were, were far worse than the, than the first one um, on his end. Um, and it's disappointing that, you know, for someone as experienced as him, he let it get to him. But then equally it reminds us all of how hard it is to be a Formula One driver and like how stressful it is and how annoying even the smallest thing is. And I sometimes think we probably forget that. Um, and so 
having said all of that, I think we should probably just let him let him off this one. These things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. That, that that was that was a great opinion because you started off by being like I'm on the fence, <laughs> then you were like I think Perez was in the wrong, then you were like but maybe Norris was in the wrong, <laughs> and then you were like and they should let bygones be bygones. I don't. It was quite remarkable. I, I liked it. It all made a lot of sense. But I think you kind of you hopped from the fence to either side of the fence, and then kind of got back on the fence. But you still had like a foot in either <laughs> side of the camp. Still, you kind of went around shaking like hands, didn't you? It was like I, I like your yeah. opinion. I like your opinion. I like yours. You're my friend. Yeah. Like, nobody will be angry with Lawrence Bretto right now, apart from us too. I, it reminds me there's a, great the episode, there's a great episode of South Park where they're debating the South Park flag and whether it's racist or not. And all of the TV interviews keep going to people who say their their like soundbite is, "Yeah, I think the flag is racist, but then again, it is history." <laughs> And like they just keep going, and every person is like, "Yeah, it is racist, but it is history." And like the joke is that you get so many sound bites that just people basically saying the two things: like, is it is it racist or is it history? And they're like, "Yeah, it's it's both." <laughs> That's kind of like yours. Good work, Greta. Come to us for our tasty takes. <laughs> I, tasty, I think, spicy. I think the first time I've I've thrown in a South Park reference into this podcast. So, what a monumental pod. I can't believe it's taken this long. That's what, like 30 episodes in? Yeah, it's a long time. I'm an evil. What season are we, we calling these seasons? The season, I mean, can you, season can you believe we've made it to more than 30 episodes, guys? Hmm. Uh, yeah, because it's just up to us, really, and we just keep doing it. <laughs> I, I, I can and do believe that. <laughs> um, Although yeah. there, was, there was a danger we weren't going to get there because there was every chance that Nate wasn't going to be with us for this episode. Uh, and I don't mean busy, I mean like killed himself because he was put in charge of a car that he commanded by, was it by blowing and sucking? Is that how you uh, controlled it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good intro into that. Um, it is a car <laughs> that you control by blowing and sucking, which has already gone onto my dating profiles. Um, <laughs> that's a joke. You know, it's use of the plural profiles there where he has multiple. <laughs> yeah, you have to have a few, you know. Um, no, so... Um, yeah, joking aside, the car um, I got to drive this week was at the Dunsfold test track, which most people know as the Top Gear track, and got to drive the exact configuration that they used on Top Gear. It was with Sam Schmidt, who is an IndyCar team owner. He's quadriplegic from a crash in IndyCar in 2000. Um, so can't, no movement from below the neck. Um, and Arrow, who now you probably know from Arrow McLaren, if you're listening to this, um, Arrow has over the past few years have been building him what they call a SAM car, which is a semi-autonomous -auto motor car. Uh, and he controls it with this device that it's basically a straw that, um, and you get these cool Oakleys that you wear, which I'll explain in a second. Um, but basically it, it's, it's instead of, instead of blowing and sucking, it's more like puffing and sipping. So if you imagine that sensation, so um, when you look at this right now, haven't I? Sip was break and um, puff was basically to go. Um, which is just a weird sensation. And you're just sat there and your whole body is still. And the way you drive the car is you turn your head. So that basically you're po pointing your nose where you want to go. Um, <clears throat> and I got up to 103 miles an hour on the, like the back straight bit coming up, you know, when you do that kind of quick left-hander. Um, I went through. I, yeah, but just for safety reasons, we went, we didn't go like the tight side of the wheels. We went around the long way just because obviously you have a, a first time of, driving a car with his mouth it's probably not the best idea to drive through a tiny little gap um but it was insane and so i got to go around with sam beforehand this is all going on this is all 
uh, for content that will be on ESPN uh, in the near future. Um, I got to go in with Sam first. So I sat on the, what would be the driver's side of a regular car. So the steering wheel and the gears in front of me. And you have to sit there with your hands kind of ready to jump on those because if Sam makes a mistake, you know, you, you can basically take control of the car just by pushing the, pushing the paddles. And at one point showed how bad my reactions were um, and just how kind of alien the situation was. The the, um, the mouthpiece that Sam had came out of his mouth, and now for 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 us, and it came out for me when I was driving later. You just take it in your hand and you put it back in your mouth. But obviously, Sam can't do that, and his his straw was different to the one I had. So he had to turn his head to the right to bite on the straw and get it back into his mouth. But then obviously that then turned the car quite violently to the right. And luckily, we were coming out of the final corner, so we were and we'd already kind of slowed down a bit. We'd gone over the finish line. And then we vit, but, and I was just like, oh, whoa, what's happened there? And I didn't even like react in time to like, he got complete control back, got it back in his mouth. And we went again. And it, it, it was both like, this is how crazy this situation is. But secondly, how quick the reactions have to be in a car. Cause that was probably like 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour at that point. You know, we weren't, it wasn't super fast all the time just because it was demo laps, but yeah, it was just an insane experience. So, um, sorry, I rattled on there about it, but it was, um, Genuinely, I still really don't know how to describe the sensation uh, of driving that car like that. Um, and I, I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't want to be one of these people. It's like, it really made me appreciate what that situation would be like, because there's nothing that could, because, you know, Sam Schmidt has lived like that for 21 years. And one of the quotes that really struck me was he was like, this car is the only thing in my life I have complete control over when I get in it. Because you think about for 21 years, if he needs to be fed, people have to feed him. If he needs to go anywhere, he can control his um, his like his wheelchair in certain ways. But a lot of the time, he's he's being pushed around, and mentally, like the, the toll that must take on you alone uh, is huge. So he said he took his he drove his wife on a uh, to a date. Um, he yeah he, he he took his son around the the track while we were there. Little things like that that you probably just don't even appreciate are like good life events or moments that you just take for granted. Um, and for me, sitting in that car completely still driving this in my mouth makes you realize like how, how valuable all of those, like, yeah, all those movements you can make are and how much you take them for granted. Because the other thing was when I, when I was coming up to begin with, the foot I'd usually be braking with, I kept twitching because I was like looking for the brakes. But then I was like, oh, I need to, I need to breathe in. I need to suck in to brake, which obviously is a thought process that takes like a second. <laughs> so it's, Yeah um great yeah great experience and um hopefully um we'll know on monday when we're running that out but um yeah it should be great great content and if, if nothing else matters you've got a great gif of me because there were gopros pointing straight at me <laughs> and i don't think there's a way to have a good facial expression when you're trying to drive a car like that <laughs> so there should be something pretty hilarious um so yeah watch this space there could i be can't can't wait to get that gif um <laughs> to be honest i can't wait to see the whole thing anyway it sounds awesome yeah it was genuinely like one of those kind of top tier things you end up doing in the career where you're like that was that was i mean just driving the top gear track alone would have been amazing but obviously this like this element to it was the special thing um yeah it was just remarkable absolutely amazing and sam schmidt is like such a nice dude as well so i i now have a new favorite indycar team <laughs> um i wanted aaron mclaren to do well anyway but Anything involved with Sam Schmidt, I'm all in. I'm all in on him. Nice, buy some merch. But um, yeah, genuinely, like really, really cool. Really looking forward to kind of seeing that actually. Yeah, can't wait um, to see it, mate. And I know you didn't want to like give too much away, which in a sense 
Like, it's hard not and to. Then I, but, and then I but, rattled on for two minutes. So no, but there, there's going to be some very cool stuff. I'm sure that'll come out of it as well. And visually, it'll look good. So we'll, I'm sure we'll flag it up when um, when it comes out. But uh, until then, you'll just have to focus on what you're doing next, which is coming to Silverstone. Silverstone. Yes. Nate's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming um, up, Nate. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah a good a good a good month of July. I've just uh, bought a flat, moved into a flat, um, did that Sam Schmidt interview, and then going back to Silverstone, which is um, yeah is 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 really cool, and um, I'm super excited to be back. See how the paddock works in these conditions, and it's going to be it's going to be a weird one because I'm sure you guys know this better than me, but the paddock is still under very very strict rules in terms of what we can and can't do and bubbles and stuff like that. So in, and that's like inside the circuit, but there's going to be, you know, what, 160,000 fans on Sunday, I think. Yeah, 140, I think. Isn't it? 140, sorry. Yeah, and 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 that, you know, there's no bubbles in place there. There's not, you know, I, I'm sure different precautions are being taken just to ensure different bits of safety. But like that's going to be quite interesting from our perspective, seeing that happen outside, and then we, because you know, it's not like we can go and do a piece or like I'm going to go sit with the fans again and mingle and ask them what it's like to be back at Silverstone. Like you can't, you can't do that. So um. But yeah, I, I'm super excited. Can't wait to be back. It's going to be awesome. Can it, that'll be the first time that the three of us have been together at a racetrack since well, we've Austin? Been, we've been testing, but for a uh, race, it would have yeah. been Austin 2019. 2019, yeah. Because I didn't do the last two races that year. Wow. So yeah. Which is, which is crazy, isn't it? Like a year and a half. Um, we'll have to do a socially distanced pad hoc photo for... Ooh, yeah, yes. we will. The three fans. What are you? What are you um, most excited about, Nate? Um, I mean, seeing 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 all of you lovely people will be great. Is um, the right answer. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and there's just the opportunity to because we can still do interviews with drivers. We just got to sort them out with teams, mm-hmm. different settings. So hoping to just to just to get because I think a big part of this job that you that you realize you miss, like and the Zoom is so impersonal. A lot of it is just chatting to drivers and interviewing them and building that rapport up, but also like getting that that quote that no one else has. And it's hard to do that on Zoom because I don't know. So it'd be weird talking to people face to face again. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I really felt that talking to Sam Schmidt. And I went to a Formula E event um, at the start of this week, and yeah, it was all about talking to people. And it's like this is weird. Like I'm actually in the room with <laughs> with these people. They're not like you know their internet's great. It's not that their internet's not great, and I can't hear them. It's just them. So um, I think that I think the the human the human element's going to be going to be awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm very much looking forward to seeing you, Nate. I'll look forward to seeing you again, Meadows too. Um, and we can do a proper special Silverstone episode then for next week. Um, hopefully you'll have plenty of stories. We should have set you a challenge, really. Maybe we'll offline. We'll come up with a challenge for you, Nate, for your your first uh, trip back in the paddock. Yeah, that sounds good. If we can fit it in, maybe we'll do a quick Silverstone preview pod next week where we will yeah let's do that tell you what challenge listeners send in your challenges for nate for (laughs) the british grand prix weekend and we'll pick one that we think is either amazing or actually doable Um, but (laughs) yeah we'll uh we'll we'll take a look so like send them in on twitter and we'll uh we'll pick one for nate and see if we'll get to do it so we'll we'll run through the options in the pre-silverstone show this is terrifying this is absolutely terrifying uh, I want a disclaimer here. I don't want anything about OnlyFans on there. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have some very dedicated Nate fans. Who I, you know, I appreciate people liking the show and stuff, but you know, I've had a, the, the 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 ratio of my tweets that mention OnlyFans is 
growing in a worrying way. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was zero at the start of the year, <laughs> and now it's decidedly higher. It's about four or five, you know, that I get a week. So, you know, I'm sure now it's going to go through the roof. But yeah, I said my piece. Love <laughs> it. Absolutely love it. X-rated Silverstone. <laughs> <laughs> It might be your last race for a while at this yeah, point. <laughs> yeah. Good way to good way to get back and then lose your pass for a race. Yeah. Nah, it won't happen. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Yeah, send them in. That's a that's a really nice idea. Um and I'm interested to see what people think is doable as well in a paddock because mm. like a lot of them, yeah, send them in and we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure there'll be some absolutely crazy things that I, I wish we hadn't committed to. Awesome. All right, chaps. Well, thank you very much. And thanks to everyone who's been listening as well. Please remember to hit subscribe and follow us on our social channels. Um, I've been Lawrence Bretto. Uh, you can read my work on F1.com, Medes' work on racer.com and Nate's work on ESPN.com. We will do this again very, very soon. Until next time. See you later. Bye. Network.